So welcome everyone to episode number one of the Fuel Life podcast. And today we have Yap Siekman here. Thank you so much for joining us, Yap. Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure. Come and uh, share. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, so for everyone who's watching or who's listening, so my name's Cam. I'm one of the co-founders of Fuel Life. I'm also a personal trainer. Um, it's my commitment that, you know, in this podcast that, you know, we get to know Yap. And uh, we get to kind of uncover what brought him to his passions and what he appreciates uh, in the world of business, in his personal life and his professional life and all that. Uh, so we're going to be digging in a little bit to uh, why he does what he does and why, you know, what makes Yap, Yap. So uh, Sharon, you want to introduce yourself for everyone listening? Yeah, for sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Sharon. I'm also co-hosting this podcast with Cameron, and I'm interested in all things growth, mindset, change, and purpose. So Yap is definitely a great person to have today with us. And yeah, getting more excited to learn more about him. So Yap, yeah, thanks so much for being here. And um, obviously, you, you've come from a, a background that is quite technical uh in engineering and so i'm just curious like can you tell us like how you how you came upon like that path like what brought you to appreciate going in that path to engineering and uh you know yeah the story behind that. oh yeah i mean that goes back uh, many many uh, years of course uh but as a kid i was always interested in uh, in airplanes hmm. and uh so i thought about um uh, you know, uh, aeronautical um, engineering, that sort of things. But then I decided that that was quite a narrow industry and, and I settled on the mechanical engineering. And mm. so I went for my master's in the Netherlands, uh, worked there for a few years, and then we moved over to Canada, which is now mm. like 26 years ago. So it sounds like you were kind of like a, cur a curious kid. Uh, I guess I was a pretty normal standard kid. <laughs> normal standard yeah. what, what do you mean what do you mean by normal standard oh yeah that's a good question i guess uh but in, from my perspective yeah there wasn't uh there wasn't a whole lot of you know exceptionalism in my youth um mm. you know i had a uh i had a, uh, a good uh, child uh, child um what's the word childhood childhood upbringing upbringing that's, yeah yeah mm. um and uh, you know, so uh, no major uh, major issues there. And uh, but I went into engineering and then started working. Uh, worked on submarines, worked on trains, and oh, cool. then moved to uh, moved to Ontario and uh, started working in the uh, steel industry. Mm. Uh, we were there for four years, but then we moved here and did all kinds of other things. So when I think of people about people who are in engineering, a lot of the time there is that like background, like I mentioned, a curiosity, like like that brings them to appreciate like you said aeronautical engineering um and i'm curious like what about that like led you to be interested in it like can you can you remember a time when you were like in, uh you know when you were young and you were kind of like exploring like what you wanted to do um and why uh it was fascinating to you that is that is a very relevant question to the uh, to the discussion that we're having now, 
um, mm -hmm. because no, I did not really think about you know my career or my future and that sort of things. You know, I was making uh, you know these plastic uh, model planes and tanks and that sort of things, and you know I mm -hmm. was very skilled in uh, fine uh, motor skills. Um, my mom always told me that I should become a dentist, and it's a good thing that I didn't listen because I think that that's one of the worst jobs that I could have, you know. Um, but I settled on engineering, but did I really think about it? No. And did we really have open discussions about this at, at home? Not really. And at that time, you know, we're talking uh, 1980s. Uh, I started studying in 1983. And so at that time, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of support in terms of career planning. So I sort of just settled on through uh, on engineering because I thought I was going to like that. Um, did I really know? Did I really know what, uh, what a career in engineering uh, would entail? No, not really. Um, so these days there is, I think from my, from what I've seen, you know, going through the schools with our kids, there is a lot more support for career planning, but even then you need as a kid, you know, as a 16, 17, 18 year old kid, you really need somebody else to help you through that career planning and ask you the right questions. Um, so I very, uh, you know, vividly remember when my son was going through a program called um, Career Cruiser. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's basically a program that helps you, know, you with asking questions about, okay, what is it that you like? And what are the things that you're good at? You know, where is your skill set? And then when you do that, and there's a couple of hundred questions, it will come up with a list of proposed uh, education sub uh, topics. And so when he had done that for the first time and he came up with the, uh, or the result popped up, number one was a, um, a crossing guard. And we're like, crossing guard, that's not a career. Hmm. And, but then I started, I, I said to him, let's go through the questions together and, uh, and see how you answered them. You know, I'm not gonna tell you what to how to answer them. I just wanna know how you answered them. And going through all of them, it just, I just learned how poorly you know he knew himself and um and i think that that is you know something that is very common with a lot of people you know we don't really understand who we are or we think we do um but we don't really think about our future and that is you know one of the components of what i um what i'm trying to help with or well resolve is a big word but i'm trying to help people with you know those questions with what we're going to talk about today with the personal transformation canvas. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. You know, I look, I look to help you know, people with thinking about their own future, whether it's their career, whether it's their finances, you know, their, their personal life, that, that sort of things. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So what I heard like through all of that is like in your youth, you didn't really have open conversations. Like it was kind of like just, it felt like you were pressed towards the path of engineering just by the circumstance and whatever, but there wasn't really yeah. any thought that was like around all of it. And, um, you know, with, with everything in the world right now, um, I'm just going to make a guess, like maybe there isn't the, that open dialogue still. And so like your commitment is to kind of like open that dialogue so that people actually are 
moving towards things that they actually want to create as opposed to just kind of like flying by the seat of their pants. And yeah, uh, really, uh, exactly. You know, so really think about what it is that they want and bring in some realism, you know, to the discussion. You know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll question, you know, people. It's like, okay, are you really good at this? Or, you know, is this realistic? Um, uh, you know, is this goal that you have set, is that achievable? Or uh, are you actually, you know, um, not, you know, reaching your, your, your abilities at all? Um, have you thought about all these aspects? And, you know, okay, yeah, wanting to do a study, like, for example, history, history is a very popular, you know, topic to study at university, but how many people will get a job that is related to history? So is that a really, is that a really a smart thing to do? Or you no, know, is there other things where you can use your interest in history, but in a, to in a totally different way, but then have much more, uh, uh, success and, and, and chance on the on job market. So, you know, I'll I'll try to people I'll, I'll try to challenge people in terms of you know, what it is what they want, and then come up with a plan how to how to get there, and then you know help them with you know organizing themselves in terms of their task management because a lot of people are very poor in task management. Mm -hmm. So that's really powerful. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think. What you mentioned about like the career questionnaire and also how it's already very structured and prepared for us and we only have a few options like that already kind of sets us to think that we only have those options and as you mentioned like people might study like arts or history but not be able to direct their career into something that's meaningful so i think where that's coming from is people don't know where to to start so if you were in that position like if you chose engineering to start and then you said that was something you settled for but um what kind of advice or words would you give to somebody who doesn't know where to start but also don't want to dive into something that they're unsure about um well my best advice is to get help you know there is there's tons of if, if it's if it's you know about your career and, and your university choices you know, there's lots of career uh, coaches out there. Uh, there's all kinds of institutions and companies that you know that can help you with doing these uh, these career assessments. You know, I mentioned Career Cruiser. You know, which is just a program that was made available through school. But there's lots of others out there, and so that is a really good start for mm -hmm. you know kids, 17 year old that need to make that choice. Or you know, people that are a little, uh, little uh, later in life, their early twenties or mid twenties, that started working after school, but then decide, well, I don't think that this is, you know, is is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I want to go back to school, back to university, college, whatever. What is it that I want to do? Uh, you know, so seek help. Um, you know, I am not a specialist. I'm not a career counselor. Uh, or a career coach or anything like that. Um, but, you know, with my experience, my, with my own experience and my experience as a dad, you know, to, to two kids who are in university now or have started working, um, I've gone through that, those motions. And you know, so career planning, education, personal development, it is a big part of what I have called my personal transformation canvas. And, you know, so with people that are, you know, whether they are looking for a university uh, 
you know, topic to, to pursue or whether they are working, but they want to work on their personal development. You know, mm -hmm. these are all questions that are part of that, of that, that, that bigger, um, the bigger picture of uh, a person's life. Absolutely. So I hear personal development is definitely something super important. Yeah. And oh, yeah. then when you think about like pursuing a career and a lot of people don't know where to start, asking for help is definitely one of them. And yeah, you mentioned the personal transformation canvas quite a bit. Um, and so maybe you could give us an idea of what that looks like in more detail and how you would approach our audience here to use something like that? Yes, really good question. Thanks, uh, Sharon. Yeah, so, no um, yeah, so over the years, you know, we have heard all these stories, we've talked to people, we have read about all these issues, or, uh, you know, stories about people that are sort of stuck. They, and, you know, can be any sort of age, you know, so you have young people that don't know what to, uh, what to study. They, you have, young professionals who studied something, started working and then realized, is this what the job is about? I don't really like this. Or you know, people that have worked in their, in, on their career for a few years, but then you know, come to the realization they want something else. You know, their interest has changed. Uh, people are financially stuck. Um, and that's of course a, a rapidly growing issue right now. Uh, worldwide and especially here in vancouver um people not taking care of their health their wellness well that's your specialty and you know you know those people um here in vancouver vancouver is notorious for people that are isolated that they have no friends you know there's there's a lot of people that are actually leaving vancouver because it's so hard to make friends here uh, apparently um midlife crisis you know what is life about you know what is my purpose and so I've met all these people, I've read all about all these people. And, you know, so a, a while ago, I started to think, okay, is there anything that I can do about and, and help, you know, folks? And one crucial moment in this was a few years back, about six, seven years ago, I think, when I became a member of Tech Canada, which is one of these international peer groups. And we would get together every once a month and talk about you know, issues at, our, at, at work. And at the very first meeting, I was given one of these cardboard displays and a bunch of stickies. And my task was to prepare for the next meeting um, a bunch of goals in, 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 in uh, certain areas of my life, you know, my finance, my, my, my family, uh, and that sort of things. And so, I went home and I started really thinking about these things. And it was sort of the first time in my life that I was forced to think about, okay, what is it that I want? And how do I get there? And what are gonna be some, some intermediate goals? And so I did that and I involved my wife and, and my kids a little bit. And so I did that and then I presented that the next month. And then over the course of the year, I started tracking my progress. And I realized how powerful this was actually. And I saw you know, how I made progress on some, of these, uh, on, on some of these goals that I had set for myself. And so you know, more recently, you know, when I started thinking about, okay, how can I help people with overcoming all these issues? I thought about you know, 
that exercise with Tech Canada. And uh, I took that as, you know, sort of my, my, my sample and added to it. And that's when I created this personal transformation canvas. Um, so this canvas is basically a blank sheet with five boxes on there um, that represent five key areas of your life. So the very first one is your work, your, your education, your personal development. You know, so everything related to your career. The second one is your finances and any legal issues. You know, so you want your will in place and, and that sort of things. But it's mostly about finances. You know, so do you have a financial plan? Do you have a budget? Do you understand where your money is going you know, to? Uh, are you one of these people that are complaining they have no money, but at the same time, they're buying a $4.50 latte every day? Um, or you're complaining about gas prices, but you're driving a Durango or Ford 350. Um, the third part of the canvas is your health, your wellness. Uh, so that's you guys really. Uh, it's your hobbies. You know, how do you keep yourself busy if you have nobody around you? So it's all about you. It's the time to be selfish. Uh, the fourth box on the canvas is actually you know, you and other people. It's your family, your friends, your whole social life. You know, what are you doing about that? You know, so this is, if you are, if you're feeling lonely, you know, this is the box on the canvas to think about, okay, how can I change that? And what are my goals there? And then the fifth part of the, the canvas, that is your purpose in life. That is, are you giving back to the community? Um, and, you know, so that is an area where I become, Became active, you know, relatively late in my life, and um, it's it's an area where at one point, you know, I sort of started, you know, hating myself is a big word, but um, I looked at a lot of people around that was that were doing so much, you know, work in the community, and you know, I had been busy with raising a family and the kids and yada yada yada, so I had very little time. But at one point, I was like, okay, I need to do something. And so that's when I started, you know, thinking about what the, what it is that I wanted to do in terms of giving back to the community, and that's when I started doing that. And so, you know, for example, I uh, I signed up with an organization, Canadian organization, where we help communities in developing countries and the First Nations with building capacity. And so, it's a really good match of helping other people, you know, with the skills that I have. So, these are the five sections of the canvas. And you know, when I work with people uh, on this canvas, you know, through my workshops or one-to-ones, what we do is really think about, okay, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal? And you know, I'm not saying that you need to have a BHAG, you know, this hairy, big, hairy, audacious goal for every section of your life. But you know, what is it really that you want to achieve you know, in your life? And this can be 30 years from now, it can be five years from now. It's as far as you can think, uh, but really think about that. Um, and then once we have that, you know, we wanna break that down to goals that are closer by, maybe three years from now. And to make it really workable, we gotta say, okay, one year from now, what is it that you want to have achieved? And then it's like, okay, now we need to think about, okay, what is it that you need to do? You know, where can you start taking action to make your plan happen. And that can be really small things. Uh, sometimes it's like, 
I want to, to achieve, you know, something big, I have no clue, you know, how. So my first action is to create a plan, you know, for that. So really, uh, and that's where I guess my experience as a project manager and an engineer comes in play. You know, you have this big project and you cannot just start working on the project. You gotta bring it down to an action plan. And, you know, to me, life is, is a big project and you gotta bring it down to, okay, what is it that I need to do? Where, where, do, I, uh, where do I start? And so create an action list uh, with bullets. Okay, gotta do this, gotta do that, gotta do that. And, um, and then once, and it seems overwhelming in the beginning, but once you start working on it, you start checking them and, and you know, one check mark at a time. And, um, and that's how you make progress. That was a long answer. That was, but it was perfect. It covers all the aspects that like we're curious about. We, we know that what you mentioned, like family, those are important, finance, yeah. and health, um, and your career. So thinking about all of that all at once can be overwhelming, but it sets us to think about our why and purpose, as you mentioned, yeah. So I find that um, like all the things you mentioned, they're really great. And I think, what people are sometimes stuck on is the how part, which you explained a little bit, like thinking about all those actions, making a plan towards it. It's just the how piece of getting to that goal, whether it's one year or three years or five years from now. So do yeah. you think, um, yeah, my question is, do you think that there is some intention behind taking action sometimes? Because how and actually doing something to get to those goals is really a hard step I find for many people. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people that is hard. Um, and that's maybe for, 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 for some or maybe for a lot is that they, a lot of people haven't been trained, you know, to think that way, you know, to break something down to actions. And um, maybe it is, I don't know, I'm making this up right now, but maybe, you know, the whole internet thing is, is sort of detrimental in that aspect. Right now, if you want to know something, you just Google it. And so you, you don't really need to make a plan, you know, to, okay, how am I going to get this information? How am I going to get this done? You just Google it and it's, and it's sort of done, you know, and kids with their phones, they're, they're just, you know, crazy capable in doing so. Um, but it takes away the need, you know, to, to plan further ahead. Um, and so this is, you know, something where, you know, with my background, you know, my background is so, is so different, you know, I've been doing project management for many, many, many years and planning is what project management is about. Um, and so, but that's in one area where I, where I help people with, it's like, okay, you know, if I were to, if I wanted to do this, you know, how do I, how do I get there? So, well, okay, let's break it down. You know, what is, you know, where, where, where would you need to be, you know, four years from now, two years from now, what do you need to have achieved? Um, and, and where do we start? I'm not sure whether that's a great answer, but. I think just like yeah. something that you've been um, saying that um, I, I really like what you said about like almost that people right now are being trained for instant gratification in many regards, like with respect to the internet. 
Um, we can go to our phone, it's reliable. We know that we can get the answer at a, in a pinch. But the detriment yeah. that I think you're pointing at is that it actually trains us to be kind of like too reliant on it. And it doesn't uh, take this like slow, methodical and um, action stepped approach. And I think back to what you said around, um, you know, little yap at the dinner table, not really talking about like the actions that you're going to take towards things you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, you choose engineering because you choose engineering, whatever. But like <laughs> people like are not having the conversations about their future self. And also, we are training ourselves to be reliant on instant gratification around information. And so um, my question to you is kind of like, like, are, are we are our are, are kids set up right now to 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 be empowered in their choice towards their future self? Um, well, I, I don't think there's a generic answer uh, to that. And, you know, from that perspective, I don't think, you know, in, 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 a, in a big picture, I don't think much changes over, you know, the thousands of years. So there are, you know, kids that are going to be doing fine no matter what. And there's a whole lot of kids that uh, may be okay, but if, if they had a little bit of help, they would be doing much better. Hmm. And then of course there's, 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 there's kids, you know, because of their background and everything, they're going to be struggling mightily, uh, you know, which is super, super unfortunate and they need a lot more help hmm. um, and a lot more help than I would be able to give. But, but you know, there's, there's that group in the middle that could, you know, perform better uh, or, or quicker or easier without, with less stress hmm. if they had a little bit of help uh, in terms of you know thinking about their 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 future, right. And it sounds like the personal uh, transformation canvas is almost like strength training for the mind in a sense, wherein it uh, kind of like builds the the muscle of of methodical uh, action step taking and whatnot that yeah. maybe people might be missing nowadays, especially with like w what you pointed at, like that instant gratification of information and. And like, it's almost like you provide a shortcut uh, for people to like, wh why, <laughs> why is everybody choosing suffering is like what I keep on like saying in my head, like, as, like, yeah, what yeah. you're kind of saying, like, why is everybody just choosing to struggle? Like, it's this easy, like, come on, guys, like, it's just, like, just reflect on these areas. Um, like, take some time out of your day to like, really know yourself. And then, then move forward in a way that like you, you, you care about, like it's, it's that easy. And it, it's like, you know, it, it must be really hard for you to watch everybody just sitting there struggling. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, relating for a second around, around that it's hard for me sometimes from, from like a fitness end of things, watching people like choose suffering. Um, and, and yep. it, it's very complicated, like why people choose suffering, you know, to us, yeah. it's like they're choosing suffering to them. It's like normal. And it's like, why, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, I know. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're wording that perfect, uh, perfectly. It's, um, it's sort of for a lot of people, I think it's the, the path of the least resistance. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a fear of change. Yeah. So, you know, I have, I've had, I've been in many, many different, different jobs, you know, over my career. And, you know, some of these jobs uh, ended up or, or yeah, ended up, you know, pretty badly in terms of your know, very, very toxic work at uh, environments. And I choose to, to leave mm. or, you know, I, uh, I uh, happily accepted the opportunity to leave. 
where other people that hated their job just as much as, as I did, they stayed put. And, and I never understand why. But, and I think in, in most cases, it's, it is this fear of change. You know, yeah, I can change my job, but then I don't know what I'm going to get into then. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a chance to get out of hell, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Is that not worth it? Um, but I guess that's, that's a bit of a personality uh, uh, thing where, you know, a lot of people, they have a harder time with, you know, uh, embracing change mm-hmm. where some people like myself, you know, if I'm in the same job for about three, four years, I get bored. Mm. So then I want something different. Mm. Um, but yeah, in, in those cases, you know, if you have somebody and that, that's the same with you, uh, Cam, in your work, if you have somebody to help you through that change, then that can make a huge, huge difference. And then, yes, it can help, you know, get away from that suffering, mm. as you mentioned. Yes. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, we also, we, we choose loneliness a lot of the time too, wherein um, we are able to recognize that we are a particular feeling or a particular emotion. And we also don't take action towards being, to getting out of it. Now that doesn't mean that like, it's their fault. I'm not suggesting that it's people's fault, but like, um, as you were speaking, um, cause sometimes I get like, I get like when, when people talk, I kind of like I hear pictures um, like I don't actually see them, but like what I heard in. OK, I don't know why I said that. But anyway, anyways, uh, if, <laughs> if, if you if you think about like, here's where you are and here's where you feel like you want to be like the dis the distance between those those um, two situations, uh, the distance, the further away, more um, more anxiety, like more overwhelm. And the, the, the reality is that as time goes on, that distance actually gets further and further and further and further. So people often choose suffering or choose loneliness or choose whatever other thing because it, it feels almost impossible. Um, yep. And again, like when you're talking about the, uh, the personal transformation, transformation canvas, and by the way, for everyone listening, I have context of using the personal transformation canvas to, um, to, uh, to, to, to just like, you know, give you context that I, I know what he's talking about. Like closing the gap is kind of the biggest deal. Like choosing mm. suffering feels uh, like so much um, harder to choose when you know that you have a pathway out of it, right? But when you yep. don't have a pathway out of it and it feels impossible, like, of course, you're just going to go with the, the, the status quo of life, you know? Um, yep. They don't know anything else or you know, whether it be high school age, you know, in university, whether it's transition after your degree into uh, your, your professional line of work. Um, and something that I want to add on to it is decision fatigue. There are so many choices. Oh my God. Um, like, how do you know which pathway to go? Like, do I go into this path? But, but I could go this path, but I could go this path, but I could go this path. And then you spend so long in the in-between that you choose yeah. not to take action and that doesn't help. Right. So if yeah. Ever... And, and some people, you know, they are going one path and then the year after they're like, Oh, I want to do something different. And then, Oh, I want to do something different again. And so they find themselves four years later, you know, having tried four different things and still not getting anywhere. Um, those, those are difficult, uh, those di- difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you make a really, really good point about the gap. You know, between where are you now and where do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And 
I want to add a little bit more about goal setting. Um, because, you know, if you ask somebody, you know, what is it that you want? Um, the answer is, uh, the answer is not always clear. You know, is something really a goal of something, of something that, want, that somebody wants to achieve? Or is it a means to something else? And I'll use a, an example to, you know, to clarify that. You go on the street, uh, you know, after this discussion, you go into the street and you ask a, a, a random guy, like, hey, what do you want? You know, there's a good chance that the guy says, I want a million bucks. So if you were then in, in the position to open your wallet and take out a million bucks and, you know, sort of hand it over, but before you hand it over, say, okay, you know, I'm going to give you this million bucks. What are you going to do with it? And then it's like, I'm going to travel. Hmm. Okay. So the million bucks may not have been the real goal that the guy wants. The guy wants to travel. So put the million bucks in your back in your wallet and say, okay, you want to travel. So how can we make that work? But, you know, the essence of this example is, you know, people, when they say they know what they want, they, they don't always really know what they want. It, it requires, I think that goal setting requires you know, somebody else to ask these questions and, and you know, either push back you know, or, or, or keep pulling you know, and really get to the bottom of what this person wants. I love that. And I even think like so, as you were speaking there too, um, the, I was thinking about like the, the thought experiment of like, would you rather get um like a million dollars now or or 10 million dollars over the course of 20 years um you know and people will often take think like oh i want the 20 or the 10 million over 20 years of course but like but like why like like let's explore like why and like how the money would apply like would it actually make more sense to take the 1 million invest it like now for a greater return in the future like does it actually like lead to more abundance in the future if it's done and applied in a more strategic way like i feel like the strategy is missing in a lot of people's thought process they're just like oh shiny there oh shiny there oh shiny there and it's like yeah. once you use the shiny and then the shiny's gone you're like oh no the shiny and then you go to search for the other shiny and then it's just kind of like this carrot chasing venture when yeah. um you know what you're suggesting is like um you know, for, for people who are more free flowing, uh, which is amazing, by the way, highly creative individuals, um, having guardrails of structure of some regard will allow for them to be free flowing within that structure. And for people who are hyper structured, having a little bit more free flowing so that they aren't so rigid. Um, and by ha being self reflective for people who are more rigid, perhaps, um, it will allow for them to explore the range. And for people who are more free flowing, it will allow for them to actually create guardrails for themselves. So it sounds like you kind of serve like a, a great purpose, no matter the personality type, um, because at the end of the day, building the mental muscle of self-reflection and goal setting uh, is something that is required in every single day life. Even if like you wake up uh, and like brushing your teeth and and like eating food is your only objective that's still in a sense like task based and objective based 
living, right? Because that's how we live. But it's been so internalized that we're just going to do it automatically. For some people, though, who in the health sphere, that's where where Sharon and I come in. It's like they have a medical condition or they have like um, goals for their their body. It becomes more like what you're suggesting. It needs to be more specifically action based. It needs to have goals. It needs to have whatever. And the normal way that they live their lives, that normal needs to shift so that that normal contributes to the future self that they want to create. But if somebody just like flies by the seat of their pants with respect to health and the way that they're living their health at this present moment is leading to disease, the probable future is disease, right? Yep. Yep. Unless there's the reflective step, the reflective step will give you peace of mind and assurance that you're moving in a direction that works. And so whether it be career, work, health, personal satisfaction, relationships, um, yeah. finance, finance. Yeah. Yep. Super important. Absolutely. Sorry, slight. Well said. <laughs> yeah. And uh, having a plan creates clarity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And peace of mind, like behind all of yep. these things, like I, I, I think about um, what you were saying, like if, if families are not having conversations about about this explicitly um, and everything is so free flowing, like, you know, just do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. And there isn't like that self-reflective step there isn't peace of mind, there isn't clarity. And without that clarity and exploration, then people will feel lost pretty likely. And that's why I kind of like, when I hear it, it's kind of like building a mess, mental muscle um, in a sense, because that can be applied to anything, whether it be in work or even in health. Like if I had a client that did something like the personal transformation canvas um, once per year, uh, to reflect on their goals and stuff like that. It would make my life a lot easier. I'll just tell you that right now. And um, I don't know about Sharon. I'm sure that you could probably share from like a dietetic lens. What if you had a patient that uh, that was self-reflective to that level uh, on a yearly basis? That would help immensely. The way you live your life, the way you live your life predicts your health and it also predicts your income. It also predicts your relationships and everything like that. So um, my, my big question, I guess, is why the hell don't people do more of that? Like, what is it? What is the resistance? Yap? What is it well, like from your experience? What is the main resistance that people have to doing something that seems like and I'm sure everyone listening that like it feels like the obvious thing to do. You may want to take action right now. You may want to like even contact Yap so that you can go through this amazing conversation. But like what has been the resistance up till now is I think the first reflective step that we can all have here. I, I think that simply people haven't been trained to do so. Hmm. Think about this. Um, your schools and the, and the school curriculum, it's all about focused on you want to you, you should do what you want to do you know where's your passion and that's great but it, it's only goes it only goes so far mm -hmm. and um you know we haven't been trained to think about finances you know and financial goals and you know what is the cost of living and how does it affect our future um you know people don't understand you know what uh what the um uh, about pensions, you know, and what they're going to get later. And they have an overblown sense of 
you know, that they're going to be fine financially, and they're not. Um, so it's really, you know, understanding where they sit financially, what their future uh, needs are going to be, what their future uh, income is going to be, and and understanding, okay, is that is that sufficient to go retire, you know, in a in a healthy manner? And it's in all these areas of your life. So it's it's really a lack of training, I think, that is at the basis of of, of a lot of these issues. Hmm. And uh, and then the reluctance to really get into it. I mean, there's so many people that just hate finances. You know, <laughs> they get stressed out just thinking about it. And um, and so they need a little bit of help to to get, to go over that. So in terms of the personal transformation canvas, uh, you know, I organize workshops. Um, right now, I have no new workshops scheduled or 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 uh, posted on my website, um, but I will do that soon. But it's going to be April when I do that. Um, but when people are interested, you know, they should definitely uh, get in touch with me. Um, you know, because there's different ways to to get this done. So you know, send me an email, probably either through you or yap at transformixconsulting.ca. Um, uh, so we, but yeah, so if people are interested, let me know. And I am going to be posting workshops soon on my website. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And anyone who wants to connect with myself, Sharon or yap, uh, we'll make sure to get you the contact info and, uh, just curious. Yeah. Because we talked about like the personal transformation canvas, like, do you do uh, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, situations if somebody wanted to talk more privately, um, yeah. before the workshop, like how, how might, uh, somebody, uh, go about doing that? Oh, if they want a little bit more information about the workshop. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can do a quick chat. Cool. Quick chat. Um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, on itself, there's there's different ways, you know, to uh, to go about this. Uh, you know, we, I have the workshops that are a group event. Um, I try to not make it bigger than like eight people, so we can have you know some some interactive Q and A and everything. Um, I'm planning to do uh, to start a peer group. Mm -hmm. So once I have enough people that are interested to that have gone through the workshop and are interested to keep working on it and basically be accountability buddies for others. Mm. Like you know, they can join a peer group and then once a month or once every two months, you know, we get together and, you know, we challenge each other. You know, what, what it has the progress been of everybody? What, what are you up to uh, for the next uh, time? And what are you struggling with? You know, ideas, exchange and everything. Hmm. Um, so that's the second, uh, the second way to engage. And then the third, of course, is, you know, one-on-one -on -one with me. So if people are not, um, um, if if they if they if they don't feel uh, you know okay with being in a group setting, talk about personal goals and everything, then they can work with me directly. Gotcha. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to chat with us again. And well, uh, thanks for organizing this. Yeah, you're very welcome. It was uh, great to hear a bit more about like where this all came from and the solution that you are kind of providing the world because that's kind of like how i see it it's like you are really supporting people who are sitting at the table maybe right now and they're not having conversations about their their future and you're saying no like there's there's more to more to it than that and changing that conversation 
has a huge impact. If you think about like on the scale of, you know, every student, if they were to take that time, what kind of world we would live in if people were, ta were, were taking kind of like that decisive action, because a lot of people feel lost. So thanks for all the work you do. And uh, yeah, looking forward to chatting with you soon and any other future conversations that maybe you come back and uh, share with us after, after your workshop too. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Good, All good right. final words. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Thank All you right. Sharon. Yeah.